Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And I'm AJ Casada. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you would like to join a community of like-minded agency owners and scale your business while doing so, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call to explore options on how we can help you scale your agency. What is good, agency owners? This is Jordan Ross, your host of How to Scale an Agency, founder of Eight Figure Agency. And today we have yet another Eight Figure Agency success story, Asa Burroughs, founder and CEO of Full Sprint. Asa is a homie, brother from another mother. He is based up in Northern California, and he's got a really cool story about how he turned his product design and development business from you know a project-based service into a recurring revenue-based service where he's been able to add 20K recurring revenue, which for a lot of you guys that are offering similar services, that's a fucking game changer because you could wake up month to month and not be stressed. Are you going to have money literally next month? So I'm really excited about this conversation. Asa, what's good? I'm so happy you're here. For everyone that doesn't know Asa or Full Sprint, what's the quick high-level overview of you and your business? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Honestly, longtime listener. That's how I discovered 8F in the first place. Oh, fucking full circle. Let's go. <laughs> so cool. Um, yeah, my name is Asa. I'm a product designer, UX designer by trade, you sometimes hear. And I think that I have a fairly familiar story for a lot of people. I was working at a big agency, didn't love some aspects of it, but really liked the opportunity to get my to cut my teeth on real projects where I was designing experiences that legitimately had more than a million people go through them in the first month of them being launched. And that was unbelievable as a young designer. But I eventually got a little bored and really the place that I was always kind of looking over at was the startup world and the kind of speed, the scrappiness, it all seemed really cool to me. And I had this opportunity in 2021, I started working at a startup that was straight out of Y Combinator. And Y Combinator, if you don't know, is really the best-in-class startup accelerator. It's kind of this major innovation source for the economy. And so when the CTO of the company had found my portfolio, he reached out, shot me an email, and I was like, amazing. I'm jumping ship. I'm going from a massive company to being the sixth or seventh employee at this company. And it was a great experience. I was there for about a year. And when the startup failed, as they often do, it's okay to talk about. I looked back at what I had been doing and I was really close with the founder and we talked about how could we have set this up differently. One of the things there was that I'm a fairly expensive, specialized employee doing, bringing one useful skill set to a company, but also being asked to do tons of other things that are historically much easier to contract out, like making business cards. And we devised this service offering, which eventually became Full Sprint Studio. And it's essentially fractional product design for startups. You have kind of a couple models that 
exists today. There's a traditional agency, which is giving you a ton of resources and saying, basically, here's the design for your application. It's done. We're going to wipe our hands of this. You have a massive file that you can build. And that's okay, but it doesn't really work for the startup context because they need someone who's tied to the hip, who really deeply knows the business and is able to kind of be with them long-term, make quick decisions. The other side of that is the buffet-style design where you can get all the design you ever need in chat interface. So you're basically, you have an iMessage with a designer and you're able to describe what you want. But if you could describe exactly what you want, you might just do it yourself. And so what I found is that neither of those models work. They need something that fits in between. And that's what Full Sprint has become. I love the explanation. And I had forgotten about the YC story. And I feel like that's a really relatable story to a lot of founders where even myself, right? Like, I've made hires where I know, like, and trust them. So, and I think this is actually one of the biggest fallacies and one that, like, how content misguides people, where it's like, if they have a good attitude, you know, and you shouldn't hire someone for that reason. That's a horrible reason. Like, and we know, like, and trust Asa, we need a designer, but like, I have hired him as a contractor part time, which would have been way more cost effective and sustainable. That's relatable for me. But then also, I really love how you've kind of built this product design agency that's kind of been like a, a middle ground of a lot of things. So let's go into the ADEF experience, right? Because when we met, it was just Asa. And you've grown, you have a few team members now, like walk the listeners through where were you when you came into ADEF? Why did you want to collaborate with ADEF in the first place? When I started with ADEF, I was doing something that has become a little bit of a no-no, which is I was still talking about my work as freelance work. I had people in my network who needed my services and they would ask me if I could do a thing for them and I would get paid for that project and it was kind of one and done. Okay, hand off. We're done with this one. And I recognized pretty quickly that I would hit a capacity issue. And it was only about two or three months into starting the business that I had kind of more work than I could handle on my own. And I had hired people in the past in a startup capacity, but I had never really done it as a founder myself. And so I was pretty nervous about my ability to duplicate my own skills. And at that time, I was listening a lot to the How to Scale an Agency podcast and a lot of the founders felt like they were speaking directly to me, which I liked. And so when I started with ADEF, I had a handful of one-off projects and a couple people who I thought could be future clients, but I didn't have a process in place. I didn't have anyone supporting me. And that was kind of how we hit the ground running with ADEF. That was one of the first things we did. And one of the cool things that happened with us, you know, so when I was consulting as a one-on-one consultant, like years ago, I'd be able to generate a lot of direct ROI for my clients, right? Asa came in, he was savvy as fuck. Like I, Asa, I loved every second of it, bro. I was like, dude, I love you. I'm so happy you're coming in, like trying to like make shit happen with me. So he was trying to broker some shit. I was like, dude, like, tell me more about your service. I think I could probably generate revenue directly. So this is a no brainer. And one of the things that was great, I ended up introducing you to someone that is still a client of yours and is paying you on retainer. Can you just talk a little bit about that for direct ROI? 
Absolutely. I mean, even before that call, the part of the story that I didn't really tell is that I'm kind of a maniac and I went through every single podcast guest and every testimonial on the website. And I reached out, I sent out 30 or 40 DMs and I ended up talking to five or six people and got a really good sense of what it would be like to work with 8F. And then when I met Jordan, I had a little presentation that was like, look, this is what the people are saying. This is why I'm down. Real quick, I need to pause this. Guys, I've never come onto a call where someone wanted to work with 8F and he was pitching me. It was legendary, legendary. I loved every second of it. I was like, dude, this is so fun. Keep going. Super quickly, like honestly, within days, it might've been on the initial call, you introduced me to Dylan of heatmap.com. And this was a really harrowing experience for me because I kind of had a little whiplash. I had just pitched Jordan and Jordan was bought in. But then he says, look, this is my tech guy, Dylan. You got to talk to Dylan. He really knows the, the world of startups. So I get on the call with Dylan and I explain what I'm doing. And he's like, that's never going to work. This isn't something people need. Like I'm telling you right now, this isn't a thing, but I need your services. And I was like, what did you just say to me? And so he hired me for a month of full sprint design accelerator. That's how I structure the work that I do. I want to work first for a single month, see if we like working together. And then from there, we sign a four to six month contract that I call the full sprint design accelerator. And that first month is me kind of drinking from the fire hose about your business. I'm trying to become like a new employee for you. I'm trying to offer you the scale of an agency, but also the speed of an employee. And so I start working with Dylan and I think it was maybe two or three weeks in that he got it. And he was like, wait, okay, you're good at what you do, but also you're embedded in this in a way that I wasn't expecting you to be. And that was probably the most validating experience I had getting started with this was to take someone who really didn't buy into it and didn't think that there were enough applications out there in the world to support someone who's really just focused on that, just focused on the product side of things, not as much the marketing website. And I took him from someone who didn't believe to like truly a longstanding client and friend. I think I'm going to meet him next week in person for the first time. Scaling your agency month over month is hard. You have to work on delivery and worry about retention and sales, appointments, managing your team, and so much more. I was able to grow a multi seven-figure business and remove myself completely from the day-to-day operation. If you want to do the same, I will show you the exact process I followed to hit the $2 million per year run rate and completely remove myself from the operation. If you want to build the dream business and live the life of your dreams, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. I will show you how to build a business that can grow and operate without needing you. Once again, this is eightfigureagency.co forward slash value. 
and I will give you my best training ever for free. And for you guys listening, right? I think one of the things that I don't know if you did this, Asa, but one of the things that we should always do in our sales process, if you ever have an objection, like Dylan had an objection for Asa, Asa, I don't know if you did this, but for everyone listening, the best thing to do is once you win them over, is you need to bake in in your presentation, you're talking and addressing that objection, right? So one of the things you can say, you could have a slide that addresses that. And then you could even have Dylan quoting, I was so surprised, like whatever. So um, that's a sidebar. So let's go high level here. You come in, you get some immediate ROI that's literally still recurring, that's been that's paid for the ADF experience like by a lot. You've been able to add recurring revenue, you've been able to scale beyond yourself. What are some of the key things through working with ADF that actually allowed you to do that? You've listened to all the podcasts, you DM like 30 people. What were some of the things that you were expecting and that actually happened? And what were some things maybe that were like, oh, I wasn't expecting to be happening in this type of manner? One that I was reluctant to do at first was getting started on a mission and a vision statement. And I think I approached it with a lot of the same reticence or hesitation that people do when they're clicking around a website and they find someone's mission statement. It's like, often I don't care at all. Like, I really don't care. I'm looking to solve a problem. And so I went into this exercise of defining my 10-year plan just hesitating so much. I didn't want to do it. I didn't think it was going to be a high leverage activity. And then coming away from it, I felt like I had such newfound clarity about what I was trying to accomplish. I was immediately able to share it with the contractors that I had hired. I was immediately able to start speaking to my clients in a more honed in way because I kind of knew where I wanted to get. And it's been this document that I've shared with tons of important people. Like I started work with a branding agency recently and shared it with them immediately. And they're like, this is so useful. You have direction. And I never would have thought about that going in. Yeah. That's a unique exercise. We really don't pull that out for most people, candidly. Like it's only if this seems relevant. So obviously it seemed relevant. You're unique, right? Because you got to work with a few people, but I know you worked with Zach particularly. What what were some of the things that unlocked your ability to scale to beyond just you to scale with, with contractors and to scale recurring revenue and turn it into a success? Because Zach, you know, Zach says you're a great a great case study, a great success story of in a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the focus on processes from a high level is really important. It has totally changed how I think about what is often abstractly described as a design process. Like so many agency websites will have their process outlined on their website. And then when the rubber hits the road, it's kind of chaotic. It's a little bit haphazard what you're actually doing. And so starting out by defining the full experience of what is it like for a client to start working with full sprint and then double clicking on each of those things as far as you can go. What are the granular activities that you're actually doing to deliver value to a client? Starting to put time estimates to it starting to put a indication of where you might have a choke point or 
a struggle was super valuable for me and immediately went from a spreadsheet that I created to a series of documents that my designers now reference all the time. My favorite example there is like one of the things we try to do really well that often designers forget about is what they're building, especially in the world of user interface design, what they're building is not the actual app. They're building the blueprints. They're building the diagrams of the application. And so the person who's going to go and code that, the engineer, their experience is so critical to a well-functioning product team. And so I recently created the like handoff standards document, which was not something I had thought about at all. But as an example of an SOP has a simple checklist of things to look for, and then the ability to dig deeper for areas you don't understand with trainings and heuristics and the kind of thing that is challenging to start with, but once you have the structure in place and you have that high-level view of the whole process, you can kind of pick and choose what's going to be the most impactful single document or training or video to make that's going to save us time or make our clients happier. I love it. You know, it's um, it's something that is could be hard going into it. And when looking back, you're like, damn, that shit is really simple and has unlocked so much because what you just talked about in that process, like that could literally be the difference between a, hap- a customer who literally doesn't think twice about what they just got or a customer that's like, yo, you missed this one thing. Like, and I like, what the fuck? Like, and that could eventually deterrent or a bad review and like so on and so forth. Right. So it's those small nuanced things that lead to simplicity, to execution. Right. But at the end of the day, like our brand and our lifeblood is based on execution. So it, it's a simple process. I call that the Q it specifically, that's the QA process for me, the quality assurance process, but it yields high return by mitigating error. Awesome. Well, Asa, you know, I want to, before we wrap up, I want to kind of go high level for you outside of the MVP, outside of really having a clear process workflow, now add recurring revenue. You've now added, you know, a team around you, which is, this is the first time you've built your own team in your own company. What would you say is the greatest insight that you've walked away with in the last few months from this experience? Greatest lesson, greatest insight. And it doesn't have to be the greatest, could be simplest. Simplest one that leads to the most results. I think that being able to communicate clearly to a junior designer, in my case, or a junior of any kind, what exactly you have been doing to lead to success and giving them a broken down example is something that is like such a basic task to go about doing. But once you do it once, it is evergreen forever. And so I guess the greatest insight would be if you catch yourself doing something more than once, you need to document it because you will do it a third time and a fifth time and a 10th time. And that's where it starts to add up. And so ADEF has really introduced this kind of documenting, almost like scientific approach to looking at the little activities you do every day to support the business and trying to get them down on paper, get them into a Loom video, get them somewhere that isn't just in your brain. 
I think that's a big one, getting it out of your brain because we as founders, once you extrapolate, then it's just about organizing. And for you, you're a designer, product designer, you know how to do that. So awesome, man. Well, dude, thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy with your initial ascent. We're going to keep pushing. For anyone that wants to find you, connect with Full Sprint, potentially hire you because they want to build something. And guys, by the way, like Asa, this guy's legit. Like we're building something through Bubble right now. So if you're like building something on Bubble, you want to hit him up. So if they, if someone wants to get in touch with you, where can they find you? I mean, you can find me at the website www.fullsprint.studio, and you can also find me on LinkedIn, Asa Burrows, A S A B U R R O U G H S. Beautiful. And for the final note, for anyone that's considering working with ADAF after hearing this podcast, what would you say to them? They're considering working with ADAF. I think it's a really good idea. For me, it's been kind of two parts in the weeds process and clear instruction. And then one part kind of softer product and business therapy, which has been great to have someone who is removed from the day-to-day, who you can talk to about some of the harder decisions you're faced with without them being one of the potential stakeholders is amazing. Love it. Well, Asa, thank you so much for coming on. And guys, you heard him. It's a great idea to come collaborate with Ada. So thank you. What is good, Ancient Honors? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are looking for support growing your agency and are not sure the best way to do that, go to eightfigureagency.co forward slash call where you will book a call with us and we will start our process to help you figure out what is the best way to grow your business. We're going to review your systems, add value, and help you understand a new model and system that you can start to build that is going to easily enable massive growth this year. Once again, that is eightfigureagency.co forward slash call, where we will help you scale your agency and add $10,000 in MRR per month. Cheers.